How many times have you sent messages to women and gotten zero response or maybe gotten a response and then it fizzled out immediately? Well, you need help with your banter, my friend. And that is where I come in. I am basically the world's only banter coach. I teach you and give you the hard skill of being witty and clever and fun and also emotive and vulnerable to connect with women so that they want to know you. They want to go on a date with you. I have helped so many men succeed at this. I've lost count. So if you're struggling in this department, I'm telling you it is worth your time to go to kristinandchill.com. If I could take all the guys that I've worked with and have them yell at you and beat you up until you finally give in and say, okay, this is something I really do need to work on, I would do that. But unfortunately, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can teach you to be fast on your feet so that you can charm her socks off and even more. And if you're finding you're not even getting matches to be able to banter in the first place, I make killer profiles. I hate to brag, but they're really, really good. So if you need help with your profile, I'm here for that as well. Make 2023 not 2022 or 2021 or however long you've been struggling. And you can start doing that by going to kristinandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a very interesting episode today because we're looking at sales and how it's very similar to dating because what you're ultimately doing in dating is selling yourself. But today we have a sales coach and sales expert who's going to teach you how to sell yourself in an authentic, genuine, confident, and bold way that will not feel gross and creepy to you and definitely won't feel gross and creepy to her. So keep listening because he's going to give you all the goods on how to sell yourself to women. another episode of the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source and that is women. Is it women? Is that the source? Is that really the source? It is the source. Yes, it is. is. We are the source of everything. Life, everything, information. Marnie Kinners is my co-host. You guys know me as well. I'm Kristen Carney. And uh, today we're talking selling yourself to women because we have a sales coach on with us today who is great at selling. He sold a marketing agency. We're going to go maybe the soft sell style, but uh, we have Hunter Saroy with us and he's got a great YouTube channel that you can check out all about selling. So Hunter, thanks for selling yourself onto our podcast today. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, Hunter actually does the sales for my team. And I just want to give a little bit of a background before we dive into what we're really going to be talking about today, which is selling yourself, because ultimately, that's what you're always doing, right? But we don't want to try too hard to sell ourselves, which is why I brought Hunter on, because he's going to teach you how to do that. But I'll tell you my background with Hunter. He does the sales for my company, the Wing Girl Method. 
And so in the past, I've always had a thing around sales. I never wanted to sell. I never wanted to push myself on people. I never wanted to use huge promising sales terms like most of these people did. So I developed my own style of showing really great content and showing improving myself to people. And that was the way that I sold. So when my company started doing coaching, again, because I hadn't done it for a very long time, I wanted to hire a sales team to help me that kind of followed my style where it wasn't super pushy, but it was informative and helpful and kind and caring. And we found a couple of girls who definitely followed that style. And then we needed a sales manager and we found Hunter and he is the anti-sales guy. He is the opposite to every salesperson out there who like is showing their bravado and machismo and like telling you how everything's going to crush and kill. And like, he was so my style and it works so well for my company. And, you know, he sold his own company now. So it obviously works so well for other companies. And this new style of selling, I think is so unique and different and not what people have typically seen which is why I wanted to get him on the show today to talk about that, but also how it pertains to dating and relationships and meeting people for the first time. So I thought the guys who listen to the show would love to hear about what he has to say because it might look at dating in a whole new light and might trigger something so that they themselves can start, I'm putting air quotes, selling themselves in a more genuine and authentic way. That was a long introduction, but Hunter, I'd love for you to give a little bit of background on you, your style, and then maybe talk about how what you do isn't just for sales, how it can transfer into so many other areas, including dating. Yeah, I'll take it full circle. So we coined the term sell like an introvert. And that's Mm. been our marketing message to a lot of men that think that selling has to be some crazy like wolf of Wall Street type atmosphere. And it definitely doesn't. And what I found a lot of success was when I came across as really authentic, it actually built a lot more trust. And that goes way into dating as well. But in the business side of things, what we tend to look for a lot in our sales reps is going to be things like tonality, cadence, and inflection. And mastering just like how you carry your voice, it actually immediately builds trust, which is really interesting. And there's so many different books on this. But a sales call is so similar to dating. It's like not even funny. And I think with all the the alpha male content out there, which is, you know, great, not great for some people, I guess just depends on where you're at. I think if a lot of men could learn how to be inside of their authentic frame, not be too pushy, just like we teach in selling businesses and stuff, Mm -hmm. they will come across way better. I think it's the way that you carry yourself. So there are so many like anecdotal pieces that translate from business to dating, like one to one. And one of them is the oversell, kind of like you said, Marnie. So what we noticed with a lot of new sales reps is that they'll try and oversell somebody immediately. And they'll just try and go into all the benefits and features of a product. And I see a lot of the same stuff in like the dating world where people try and immediately go into like how amazing they are when they're actually not even taking the time out of their day to learn anything about 
the other person. Just same in sales coaching, same in dating. And the other thing that we've noticed in why we coined the term sell like an introvert is that a lot of new sales reps, one-to-one with a lot of new people getting back out there and wanting to date, is they're really rambunctious and excited. And it can come across as not trustworthy to where somebody's cadence, tonality, and inflection in their voice, it's very jittery. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's almost like an animalistic brain that you're not even thinking about. But it's like the neurolinguistics is the fancy word for it. It just means like your subconscious mind is always making decisions all the time. And if you're on the other end with somebody, whether you're trying to sell somebody or you're trying to sell yourself in dating, if you come across as jittery, it actually shows a lot of not confidence, mm-hmm. like the opposite of confidence. I thought that was super interesting yeah. in the one-to-ones of dating coaching. Yeah. Oh my God, Kristen, isn't he hypnotizing the way that he speaks? <laughs> I'm like, just keep talking and we won't say anything the entire episode. No, but I love what you're saying. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So with your sales people that you're coaching, how do you get them to not be jittery, to be more conscious, to ask more questions, to not be nervous on the calls? Like, are there tools that you use to help them calm themselves down? Yeah. And then also project exactly what you're talking about with the tonality and the facial gestures so that it comes across as genuine and sincere. Yeah. The first thing I think would be to find somebody that can be in your corner, whether that's like a dating coach or a sales coach, so that you can actually identify where you're not succeeding, where you're coming across the wrong way. And just getting like a fresh pair of eyes on it from somebody that's been where you're trying to go. And the other thing that we just do is reps. So first part is like understanding where the problem lies. And the second part is reps. Dating coaching, we do a lot of similar things inside of the wing girl method, which is a lot of reps and just like getting a lot of practice under your belt. It's actually the same thing in sales. So the more you do it, the better you'll feel. But the other part is, and Actually, I'm literally the perfect person to talk to you since I'm inside of wing girl method as well. Yeah. What we see a lot of is guys saying that they just don't know what to say. Salespeople say the exact same thing. If I just knew what to say, I could come across way calmer. So that's where having a coach is like invaluable. So once you build the understanding of what's going to work, how you're coming across, what to say, then you can start working on how you're coming across. Because one thing that we teach all the time, the reason Leonardo DiCaprio is like my favorite actor, I think he's one of the best of all time, of course, is a little bit about the script that he gets, but it's 100% how he performs it. It's not really the script, it's how he performs it. So the same exact thing in getting back out there and trying dating, starting sales for the first time, you could have an amazing script, you could know what to say, it's just mastering the tonality at that point. And we have a bunch of different ways we can go into if you want and like how we look over tonality, cadence, inflection. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say to you because like you have hypnotizing tonality. (laughs) And I'm sure in different venues, you might express your... Actually, maybe you don't actually. Maybe this is just like how you talk all the time. But I would love if you could show the guys who are listening different examples of tonality and then maybe give them a few tips on how to know when they've nailed it for the right type of tonality. Yeah, I think the first part in understanding selling yourself is that changing your tonality, inflection, cadence, it's not an attack on your character. So it's not like, hey, you need to be somebody else. 
Like you need to come across right. a brand new way. You need to be an alpha male. You need to get this sale and like force them into it. It's offering a different perspective. It's definitely not an attack on your character. So what we'll notice a lot with newer people selling themselves is the cadence super quick. They're talking really quick and you can tell it's because they're nervous. And they're just trying to get their point across really quickly so that they can go back inside their shell and stop talking. The other thing with tonality yeah. is if you go too far into like an authoritative manner, meaning I'm taking control too early, it comes across as like you're compensating for not having a lot underneath, whether it's product or service, selling yourself and dating. And this is the subconscious mind, like I was saying before, where people are making decisions every single second in the first like couple minutes that they meet somebody. And the other thing is inflection. You can actually get a lot more people to agree with you depending on your inflection. I guess one example would be in the sales world, we'll do like little body language cues to nod your head when you're asking a question, almost like getting somebody to agree with you. In different ways you can change your voice and making it somebody not choose an option. So an example would be like, you know, you're trying to get somebody to make a decision on a call. We'll do business first. So it would be like, yeah. could we make a decision today to just do a hell yeah? Or a no, but no maybes or I'll think about it. Is that okay? And just the way that I said that in the end means that you're probably not going to want to pick that one just because of the inflection right. that I just used. Same thing with dating. There's probably a hundred different examples that you can come up with. Well, give me an example for like, hey, let's go on a date. Mm -hmm. Like asking a woman out. You know what's really funny? Before I found my fiance, my DMs were, were moving. It's because it's the same exact thing in business. And it's so funny. Mm -hmm. So... When we were setting appointments inside of our business, exact same thing as setting up dates online. And the first thing you have to do is get people talking about themselves. Otherwise, if they smell a sale or you're just trying to go on a date with them or you're just trying to sleep with somebody, it's probably not going to work out that well. So you need to take a genuine interest. And, you know, crazy shocker statement, people love talking about themselves. So mm -hmm. if you get people to talk about themselves, they're going to immediately open up. And then at that point, you can start talking about yourself, your interests, how you could help somebody in business, or how amazing of a partner you could be. And in business, we would set appointments by doing the rules of two. So I think this is something else that can help a lot of people trying to schedule dates. If you're asking somebody if they want to go on a date, it can come, a, I mean, you're genuinely asking the question. Versus if you did an option, which would just be like, yeah, I like you. Do you want to go out Wednesday or Thursday? Mm -hmm. That shows a lot of confidence. It gives them an option of two. It's not even asking no. if they're going to go on a date with you. It's more so assuming the yeah. positive, which is what we always do in sales. And that's exactly what I teach for dating and attraction as well. But you did pique my interest on one thing. Mm -hmm. How do you get people talking about themselves? Because so a yeah. lot of the guys that Christian and I work with, their standard is to go in, interact with a woman and then like pound them with questions, right? Mm -hmm. Just question after question after question, which is saying, I want you to talk about yourself. I want to get to know you. Where's my opening of where I can come in, right? And it's also incredibly boring because it feels like a job interview. Right. And it's yeah. off-putting to women because they're like, I don't know you, boom, 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 like barrier, 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 barrier. How do you get people to open up? What's the way to finesse that so that they're comfortable? They don't put up a barrier because they're trying to be sold, right? Either mm -hmm. they're trying to be sold a date or 
a product they may or may not want. How do you actually get them to calm down, lower their barrier, Mm -hmm. and open up? I think I can make it a lot easier for people if they just lengthen their time horizon a bit. So if you're going immediately into a conversation to get a date, it's probably unlikely. And I think the more patient people can be, it's not like you have to wait around for months or weeks. Right. But if you're a little bit more patient, I think it'll come across in a way better way. So one thing that we would do in business, everything's done over social media, business, dating. So if you can actually find likable interests that you have and start commenting, liking things, sharing things, at that point, when you open up a conversation, it's almost like they already have some bridge of trust built with you. So they're more open to going back and forth. Let's say you don't have that time period, right? Let's say Mm -hmm. it's an online dating and you're just messaging online from what you've seen in their profile. So you know there's something Mm -hmm. about them. Is there a way to approach the conversation so that they're more likely to open up? Or is it a series of questions that gets them to open up? Or is it you share first, hoping to get her to open up? Like, is there guidance on that that you can provide? Yeah, I think one piece of advice that a lot of men and women are different. And I learned this because I actually, I was, you know, trying, this was before my fiance, trying to have a conversation with a woman and I asked her what she did for a living. And that's just my guy brain because like, that's all I really care about. Or like, that's how, like, right. how I interact with my boys. Yeah, what so do you do? That was What kind of man yeah. are you? Right, exactly. And she went, do you mean what do I do for fun? And I was just like, oh, damn. Yeah, I guess I came across like as a man would talking to a man. So it's probably not the best thing to ask women what they do for a living what they're up to. It's probably a lot better to ask like what general interests or things that they like. And I think if so you're saying like if they're on like a dating profile site? Yeah, if they're online, or even if they see a woman at the grocery store, like Mm -hmm. there's no I'm looking at your social media, and I'm getting to know you from there. There is just a person in front of you. Yeah, you get more on a profile, obviously. But Mm -hmm. from there, how do you get women to talk about themselves? Online or in person? I think, well, both. But if there's different ways for the different styles, then I'd love to hear both. Or actually, even if you want to talk about it when you're on the phone with people that you're selling to, like how do you get them to open up? What is the sequence of building trust so then they are open to talking about themselves? How do you get them to talk about themselves and not feel like you're just like jabbing them with questions? Yeah. So in the sales world, what we'll do is set the agenda on a call. And I think you can do this in a way softer way when it comes to dating, because you don't want to be like, I'm calling you to go on a date with you. I'd like to hear more about you. It could be funny if you come across with like really dry humor. That is kind of cute, actually. Yeah, it's probably not even the worst thing in the world. But if you're able to talk to somebody immediately online, which you could do every single day, and you want to get them to open up really quickly, what I would generally do is, and let's say you like, you don't have access to like knowing like what their likes or interests are. Yeah. Normally what I just message is like, Hey, what are you up to this weekend? And just kind of immediately <laughs> see if I could get it. And I think I'm probably not the best example because that worked pretty well for me. I think it's just a show of confidence. Well, I was going to say that's actually what that statement would be. 
So Kristen is actually a banter coach. So she has a very different style of breaking in. Mm -hmm. But I want to know Kristen's opinion on this. Like, it also is based on how attracted you are to the person online, Mm -hmm. right? Before they start engaging you. But would something like what Hunter just used, would would that open you up? Or would you have to already be attracted and into the person? I'm a difficult case. I'm a person who immediately knows if they're interested in someone or not based on the physicality, not how handsome they are, physicality. So I'm shut off to a lot of things that would be coming from someone that I just know visually is just not going to be my person. So generally when I'm, when I'm talking about openers or teaching openers, I'm going for the most, not shocking thing, of course, but I'm going for something that will wake her up that she's never heard before. So if you're a guy that she's not attracted to, it might change her mind because you're so different than everybody else. So I'm always aiming for whatever is the most unique, the most clever, but it's got to be relevant. It can't just be different to be different. So that's the tactic that I respond to the most. This is completely personal opinion and feel free to disagree. But what I've noticed is if you're going after in dating older women, it's probably best to just be respectful and straight up front. Older than you and I, I mean, older than you, the person messaging. And if you're going after younger women... This is what it sparked behind her. So when you're dating older women like Kristen, (laughs) follow her advice. Okay, sorry, continue. And if you're trying to date women younger than you, it was really effective for me, in my personal opinion, to use playful banter almost as if like you're like poking fun. Mm-hmm. Almost as if it's like grade school again. Not that childish. Yeah. Like if somebody posted something that they're, they got like a coffee or something and it's, it looks super light, you just be like, <laughs> do you want milk with your coffee or something? Just something like playful banter actually did really well for me. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the changes in age. However, older women, not that I am one, (laughs) are still looking for fun and looking for something different. They are also in the position where they've seen the same opener over and over and over and over, especially in their age range, because they're dealing with men who don't know how to use the internet to their advantage that well and don't listen to podcasts and know about podcasts to learn different techniques, etc. So I wouldn't limit it to if she's older, I must be basic and respectful. And if she's younger, I must do a little bit of the teasing style. It's always a combo of both. It really is Mm -hmm. always a combo of both. Yeah, it's a combo of both. But I do have a question, Hunter. So like after Mm -hmm. you do these first lines, right? Of breaking the barrier to entry. So then what other questions do you have that get people to open up about themselves? Like even just for sales, like how do you get this woman to start talking about herself? Do you have to give some of you as well? Or can you just get people to start opening up? I guess in sales, it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. Because they're there for a purpose. Yeah, it definitely is. So there's almost like an unsaid rule that you're both talking about the same thing. I think you just have to find the subject matter to talk about. I think with questions, going for her to answer a question that has to do with emotions or how she feels about something or why she did something versus what do you do for a living? A factual thing, right? So, how do you feel about what you do for a living? 
Or why did you choose the college you went to? Instead of saying like, what college did you go to? It just is going to shift her more into this emotional space where she can really open up and it'll trigger, I think, more feelings inside of her versus data points. You know, men respond to data points better than women do generally. So you can still get information from her about where she went to college, but you want to start in a place that feels more emotive for her answer to be. You guys ready for a dime statement right here? Yeah, always. Sales is the same exact thing as dating. We make all of our decisions based on emotion and then we back it up with logic. A lot of men start with logic and it doesn't land. It doesn't come across at all. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right, Kristen. If you ask how someone feels about something, why they made that decision, and you get them in their emotional state, they'll talk to you all day. They love talking about emotions. And I'm not saying a they is like women. Most people People in general love yeah, understanding why they make the decisions they make. There's another thing I read where men are normally grouping people, just generalizing, more interested in things, and women are more interested in people. Mm-hmm. Could be right, could be wrong. And I, I think it's that. because men are very logical. Me too. And women are more so emotionally intelligent. Men are very emotionally unintelligent. <laughs> well, they're becoming yes. more emotionally intelligent, especially yeah. the men who listen to this if podcast. They listen to Marnie and Kristen yeah. for sure. Yep. (laughs) What do you call a person who speaks three languages? Trilingual, right, you got it. Someone who speaks two, bilingual, obviously. And someone who speaks one, American. Only 22% of Americans speak a language other than English at home. So start learning a new language this fall and be the exception, not the rule. Because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. And you know what doing something interesting like this does for you? It raises your confidence. The more skills you have, the better you'll feel about yourself. So this fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel and increase that confidence. Here's a special offer that we have. It's a limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash askwomen. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash askwomen. That's spelled B as in boy, A-B-B-E-L dot com slash askwomen. Rules and restrictions may apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. 
To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Okay, so let me ask you another question, okay? So how do you actually sell them? Is it because you're listening to them, you're hearing them? Like, is that what the selling part is? And even in dating too, so that like, how do you sell them on you if you're just getting them to talk all the time? How do you actually provide that logic to them after the emotion? Like, you know what I mean? Where's the Mm -hmm. selling portion of yourself? Yeah, so in a lot of sales, what we'll do is pick up on somebody's last statement just to show active listening and then contribute to the conversation. So if somebody ends a statement with, like Kristen said, like, why did you pick that college? Why did you pick that school? They give you, uh, well, I picked it because this, I do sports. Yeah, no, I love that you do sports. Also, have you ever considered this or do you like this? It just shows a lot of active listening. So when it comes for going for the sale of yourself, are we assuming at this point you're on a date, you're not on a date? What's the goal outcome, I suppose? Is it to get a girlfriend? Hmm, I don't know. Are you on a date? Are you not on a date? I mean, I'm trying to give grand advice for everything. I think it applies for both. Yeah. Yeah. Like a structure to follow for everything. But I guess that's too general. What I think in selling yourself is to incorporate yourself into the conversation without her having to ask you questions. So it's almost like you're sneaking your way into the conversation. It's going to feel like it's about her, but she's going to be learning about you. And what she's learning about you, hopefully she will like, therefore it will be a sell in a sense. So like I call this, when I work with guys, I call this giving information to get information. So you may give her information about herself. Like you may say something like, you seem like you would have picked a college based off of the fact that it's a party school something like that. So you're giving her this information and you're allowing her to either confirm or correct the thing you just provided. When you do that, then you incorporate yourself into your feelings about a party school. So she doesn't have to say, did you pick your school based on a party school and have to kind of get into this childish question, answer, question, answer. So I think when you sneak in stuff about yourself that she doesn't really no is being snuck in. You're giving her something to hold on to about yourself. It's like when I say when I'm on calls with guys and I'm talking about this, I talk about like the rope in gym class. So if you're climbing the rope in gym class and it has no knots on it, there's nothing to hold on to. There's no notches for her to hold on to as she's trying to climb to the top. The more personality that you give, obviously you want it to be good personality. The more notches on that rope you're giving her to keep climbing up and climbing up and getting to the top. So if you're not giving her anything about yourself, you're not selling yourself. You're just asking her questions. So it's not giving her anything to hold on to. So if I'm going to buy a product and I know nothing about the product, but I know stuff about myself, I'm more into buying myself than the product. So it's like you need to sneak in all of these great details about the product. But meanwhile, make her think the conversation is all about her. But yet she's learning about you, the product. Is that kind of yeah. like sales as well? Is that what you say you were doing for sales? Oh, for sure. Oh, so Yeah. For sure. I think that's a great analogy too. And I think the only thing that would stop more men from trying to do that, give information to get, is just from a fear of rejection. And that's so big in sales. 
you get rejected all day, every single day. And I think backing up the boys club on this one, I think men face a lot of rejection and women normally don't. So men can get really in their head about like constant objection is really hard. And it's really hard for sales reps as well. Like we call it a rut. If people get into a rut, it's really hard to get out. And that's where a coach, a fresh perspective, getting away, just doing more reps with a clear mind of, I don't care if I get rejected. One, solves a confidence issue. And two, helps a lot of people get out of a rut. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and then I think it's a lot of, just back to what I said, I think it's not what you say. It's just how how you say say it. it. And of course, use what Kristen said for sure, but it's definitely how you say it. Well, actually, that brought up another point, the objection, right? So how do you handle Mm -hmm. the, oh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be busy this week. How do you handle the objections? Oh, I don't know. I have to ask my husband if I can buy this thing. How do you handle the objections and potentially turn it around? Yeah, I think (laughs) boyfriend ones, like... I don't know. <laughs> Do whatever you want with right. that one. But it would almost be, ah, oh, never mind. I probably won't give advice to like go get somebody to break up with their boyfriend for you. Right. Or maybe they're just making up that they have a boyfriend. Oh, I have a boyfriend because it's easier. Yeah. For that one, probably won't go too deep into, but yeah, just hit me up if anything changes. Same thing with clients that we're trying to close online. But what horrible people do that don't understand how to sell themselves is they start to immediately become needy mm-hmm. after the rejection and you actually kill the sale completely, whether you're selling a service product or yourself. So what you want to do after you get objection is just say, yeah, no problem. Just whether it's over the phone, this is what we teach all of our closers to do. Yeah, no problem. Well, and then we try and get to the root of the objection. So if you can, in sales, in business, what we would do is, yeah, that's no problem. Like, let's say somebody said, I want to do dating coaching. I'm just not sure it would work for me. Yeah, no problem. And then we always follow it up with a question, which would be about their initial objection. So yeah, that's no problem. Can I ask, is that just like a logistical thing? Like you just don't think it'll work for you because not a lot's worked in the past. And it's probably really similar with actually going out Mm -hmm. and trying to get dates. You just have to do it more covert not really as overt as literally asking somebody what their objection is to going out this weekend. So the number one piece of advice that I would give is just be ready for rejection. It just happens all the time in selling yourself. And when you get faced with rejection and you get an objection, no, I can't this Thursday. Yeah, no problem. Let me know if you're free Saturday. See ya. I love that. You're just letting it like slide Mm -hmm. off. But I even like the curiosity around the objection, right? It's like, no, totally get it. But can I ask, like... Mm -hmm. Is saying you have a boyfriend something that you say to make me go away because I'm totally turning you off? I don't know. You can make a joke about it too because I'm like obviously turning you on so much that you can't handle all these people. Like whatever, you can joke around. You could kind of use that sometimes as well, right? You could ask. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we even do that on sales calls. Like when we hop on with people that have rescheduled or something, we're like, are you here because you missed me? Or are you here because you actually wanted to do this? Right. So yeah, somebody comes back into your DMs, whatever it is, or you're on like a dating profile site. Yeah, you (laughs) back already. They always come crawling back. But making fun of it a little bit. Oh, they always come back to me. But I think that's a fun way and playful way to to re-engage people. Yep. And we're super playful in our methods for sales. And uh, I can't remember a study that did this. 
I mean, you guys are ladies right here. So like, if you disagree, feel free. But are I think we? most no. women on a chart, <laughs> they would actually pick humor over looks. Yeah. At least that's what I've seen. Yes. Yes. Kristen is nodding her head too. Even though she said physicality is number one. <laughs> I do say looks is a thing. But however, I did say if they said something interesting enough for me, then I would consider it. One of my exes, incredibly funny, not traditionally handsome at all. So when I say looks, I don't mean the guy has to be great looking. It has to be a guy that I would find attractive. Yeah. Which, you know, when men hear that, they're like, please, you mean they got to be hot? No. Last night I was actually, I was out and I randomly ended up talking to these two guys and ended up having a drink with them. So it just happens when you're in New York. I just, I overheard them say something. I interrupted to ask him a question about what they were talking about just because I was actually curious. And then he was like, do you want to, you know, grab one with us? Like one beer or something? And I went, sure. The one guy was one of the best looking guys I think I've ever seen. I had zero attraction to him. Mm -hmm. was so uninterested in him. You know, so it's like guys who listen to the show, I know some of them get disgruntled because they're like, oh, you just have to be a hot guy and that's it. It's like, no, it really comes down to personality. That guy had like a very mediocre personality, wasn't interesting to me whatsoever. And I was more interested in his friend who was way less good looking, but was more interesting, was more pointed in his, in his point of view and had a lot more to say that really resonated with me. So, you know, I just want guys to keep that in mind. When someone says looks, it doesn't necessarily mean handsome. It just means their vibe that comes through their face, essentially. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, looks are completely subjective. So if you're quote unquote, you consider yourself less of a handsome man than the guy that all the girls consider handsome, that's just to get your DMs open. So the harsh reality is you might have to try more to get more dates. But it's just like, Kristen, if you're able to go on them and talk to people and you're actually more interesting and you're funny, you're going to win 100% of the time. You can't fix a bad personality. Right. But you could always work out, hit the weights, and looks are completely subjective. So the harsh reality is you might have to work more upfront, but holy crap, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I totally agree with you. I'm going to wrap up the show because as I said, I have to get going, guys. But this, was this is so interesting. Like, I've known this for a very long time. <laughs> Sales, date, it's, it is all the same. They're very similar skill sets. But really what I'm hearing is that it's just about expressing yourself authentically, being a good listener, showing that you're listening and being confident and bold in how you ask questions. Like if you are confident, bold, if you're authentic, that will cross over to every area of your life to help you be more successful. So Hunter, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Because I think when guys hear it from a different perspective, like through the funnel of sales, I think it can make more sense to them about who and how they have to be. And as you said before, it's not changing who you are. It's just adjusting a few things so that you get better results. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of soft sales, I just want to let guys know that are listening to the show. I do these banter packages that are generally really expensive, $650. I'm still doing until the end of the month, 350 bucks for this package of three banter sessions with me. I'm telling you, the changes you'll see are insane. And I'm, I'm insane for selling it this low. But I just wanted to let you guys know before it gets too late, go to kristenandchill.com, 
click the banter button, select the banter bundle and type in for your promo code banter on the cheap and you will get it for $350. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. If you don't do it, your IQ is not as high as you think it is. All right. <laughs> Feedback Hunter. How was that sale? Was that a good sale? Do you insult your potential clients? I do a little bit. Yeah. Create a little <laughs> playful banter. My closing statement, your confidence will go through the roof the day that you stop fearing objection. And that's the first day that you can get started. Oh, yeah. I like that. So do that. you use the word objection and rejection in the same? Yeah, pretty much. Because okay. a rejection okay. is just an objection with a meaning okay. behind it. I feel like objection sounds less harsh for yes. men. So if they I say like that. They were objected and not rejected. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll feel less. She just wasn't completely sold yet. That's all that it is. That's right. not a rejection because she doesn't know you enough yet. To... Yep. It's not an attack on you. She could just be busy. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, Hunter, why don't you tell people how do you find you on YouTube? Yeah. You can go to my YouTube. I guess we might link it somewhere. It's just Hunter Saroy. So it's H U N T E R. Last name is C E R O Y. Same thing for Instagram. You can go check it out. There's a bunch of sales advice selling yourself. And we train up sales reps every day and teach people online just basically how to sell themselves. Yes, and he is very good at it. Testimonial <laughs> from me because he has done amazing things with my sales team. And again, always genuine, authentic, supportive, and helpful. So Hunter, thank you so much for coming on the show. Kristen, thank you so much for offering that great bundle to guys because I think that that is super cheap and you should be charging 10 times that price. But I really should be. Guys get in now before she becomes sane and realizes that she's selling herself short. And guys, keep listening to the Ask Women podcast. We've been on for like seven years now and people keep listening. We always have new ideas, new concepts, new women, new experts on the show giving you great advice that you can use with women. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Don't download every single episode. That's just a waste of time. Time that you can be using to sell yourself to beautiful women. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.